Mixer. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. We are back. We are back, people. We are back, and we're ready to attack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing tonight, today? Uh, you know, doing all right. We're just here. Guess what, Phil? What? Not, not in the beat locker. No. We're in Corey's kitchen. Well, I am. I am. You are in <laughs> Phil's castle. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those, those days are over. The beat, the beat locker is done. You're cooking up yeah. some beats over there now. <laughs> we do have the studio for another month. So, like, I'm, I'm moving out this week, officially done. Everything's out. But this week, this week, end of this week on Friday, I will be moving. All even the drums are coming out. Hot diggity dog. Uh, yeah, and then the other guys will still be there through June, but not me. I'm gone. Dang. Out. So yeah, that's it. Drum brigade. Uh, drum brigade at PC is done. The beat locker is done. But there's, man, there is some things cooking. Phil, I am going. I'm going hard. Okay? Yeah. Chops and coffee's back, right? Chops and coffee's back. Um, I'm not leading it though. Like I'm leading it occasionally. But one of the other dudes stepped up. That's awesome. Daryl from Canada. Nice. We have dude, chops and coffee is international, bro. That's right. Like, ma major like there's dudes in LA. There's dudes on the East coast. There's a, a, quite a few dudes on the East coast. The dude that's leading it is in Canada. There's a guy from England on there today. Um, it's pretty crazy. It's, 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 it's actually cool, man. Like we're, we'll get into all that, but like it is, um, it was it was burning me out if I had to lead it every week and I, I had that commitment of having to wake up, you know, at 630 at three days a week. It really burned me out um, and keeping these dudes motivated and all that stuff. It's really enjoyable. But, um, you know, they like when I pulled the plug, everybody was understanding and there's no way I could do it. That was when I was starting touring and stuff. But um yeah, when things like opened up, I just figured everybody was just going to go back to their thing. And that wasn't the case, man. Those dudes like really didn't go anywhere. They just all still kept the chat open on Instagram and they were all like piping up like, hey, I'm working on this this week. You know, like oh, like a bunch of them were like coming through and like just chatting it up and saying what's up. And and so I for a second, I tried to bring it back because I was like, you know, it's I try to do everything so that the only like I try to do everything where it's not about the money like it's just about you know the community and what I do and promoting camaraderie over competition and all of that stuff hence why we do this show like we don't make money off of this show but um it's wait you don't promote. make money no wait, wait you do yeah I got two Lambos is oh one of those gosh, yours no wonder I don't make any money <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I kind of tried to bring it back. Like, Hey, you know, maybe we can do this on Patreon. Maybe we can do like a small fee just to help keep it going and keep the lights on. And then I had a few dudes like, I kind of boohoo it mm. like, and so I was like, okay, then we'll just not do it. How's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? And like, so I just like, let it be like, well, whatever, dude. Like, I mean, 
I, I just can't make that commitment for, a you know, I, I took it so serious, like preparing the night before waking up early. Even if I came from a gig the night before, like I was, I, I wanted to make it through a year without canceling. Yeah. And I did it and it really helped. Uh, it really helped me in a lot of ways, but once it ran its course, I it was just like, okay, yeah, man, I can't make that commitment just for a free thing. Like if I'm already doing the show and I'm already doing that and who knows what else it's like, dude, I, I also have to save myself and like, do I can't spread myself so thin, you know? And so, so that's why I stopped it. But anyways, I digress. There was, they, I think all, everybody's been like, kind of, it's all, it's all about like, self like it's all about growth growth mindset and like being positive and then we do you know warm up or do like a lesson group lesson or whatever but that's kind of i don't want to say it's secondary because the whole point is to get together and warm up and stuff and play together but it's it's uh it, it like we do end up talking a lot chatting and it ends up becoming a really positive thing so anyways Stu daryl in canada he does a lot. He works with a lot of people. Um, he's he his thing is like he's overcome addiction. He's overcoming like he's he's obviously you know they never say you overcome it like you. It's always a work in progress. But that's his thing. So he's he's completely sober and like he works really hard with that. And he works with a lot of people and a lot of drummers with that. And um, he was like, "Hey, I would like to try to get chops and coffee going again." are you all right with that? And I'm like, dude, are you kidding? Like, absolutely. And man, he's been doing great, man. He's like, he really took the bull by the horns and did it. And, um, everybody's been stoked. So, and then I realized like, I kind of just started showing up. I had to, I had to, um, like lead one of them, but I've just been showing up. We've done three so far. And I'm like the first day we did it on Monday and he, he led, and then I, I was able to just say my little thing about the drum brigade and camaraderie over competition and all that. But dude, it was like, it lit a fire under me again. Like I immediately, I mean, I worked, I got so much work done that day because I was up early and I was just focused, like mentally focused on like handling stuff, you know? And then when I let it, I was like dragging my feet. Like, I don't want to freaking do this today but it was the same thing. Like we did, we had a really cool session. There's only four of us that day. And then today it was like, dude, I was up six 30. Like, yeah. Then I, I laid there for a minute and then I was like, I got up like, no, nah, I'm going to do chops and coffee. And dude, it's the same thing. It's just like motivating. You just got up, did the chops and coffee. It was like an hour and a half chops and coffee today. And then I jumped on my bike, went to the grocery store and here we are doing the podcast. So nice. So it's, it's, and everybody's kind of been saying that, like, man, this is, I didn't realize how much this, like, helps me start my day, like, jumpstart my day and, like, maybe even my week. And so, yeah, I think we're going to keep it going, man, as long, that's all I really needed is somebody to lead it, somebody to take the lead, because I just couldn't deal with the commitment anymore of doing it. And now I'm like, well, I could, he's like, I can't make it Wednesday. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll do it Wednesday if you if you can't make it, you know. And then I volunteered you for Friday. I hope you're cool with that. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I keep, dude. I talk about you like a lot in these. Oh, um, Phil like says this, and Phil does that, and and I'm like, um, I'm <laughs> like, you should, uh, you should, um, 
I'm like, you guys got to meet Phil, man. It's like there, this is a whole nother avenue of the drum brigade that you like, don't really, you don't know any of these guys, but these guys are like, <laughs> so, uh, like so on board, like they are such a part of drum brigade, like more than we think, you know, they're no, like, it seems like a thriving, beautiful community. And yeah. I mean, I got to do participate in one yeah, um, last year, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, a lot of, I'm usually getting the kids ready to go to school and stuff when you guys are doing that. Yeah. I would love for you, I would love it for you to come and see one, see the vibe, and then I would love for you to lead one. Because it's not, it's not, you don't have to have anything crazy. It's just like, like right now we're just, we did like a simple like paradiddle warm up, and then we did a singles and doubles warm up, you know, 16th notes, and then we do, we're doing some like Tommy Igo warm-up challenge thing for real yeah what's that one all about uh it's just like some like warm-up ritual that he does it's like it's like eight on your right eight on your left as eighth notes then it's and then it's six eighth notes six eighth notes and like he'll count you into the next one then it's four eighth notes then it's um uh then it's three and then you're doing doubles as eighth notes. Then he then he makes you do sixteenth note doubles. Then you do um, what else? You do uh, just goes through. He has this weird thing though. What do you call what do you call a drag? Um. Well, I guess I don't know. I mean, it's usually a, a, like a a double with one hand, kind of leading to a single. But exactly. I feel like it gets used. It's like a rough or a drag. I kind of I've, use I the always term am, interchangeably, but I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I've always called it the they're the same thing to me. Yeah. Two like two sixteenth note great depending on how you do it, like grace notes or just like a like you know yeah, yeah. two notes like a flam but with two notes with a diddle yeah yes that is not what Tommy Igo calls a drag. What does he and call he, a like, drag? Puts an explanation point on it. That is not a drag. Oh. He's like that is a rough, a drag is, uh, one eighth note to sixteenth notes. In his book, and you do those as singles. Da 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 da. What? That's what I said. Wait, two six. And you accent two sixteenths leading to an eighth. One eighth. Two sixteenths. One and a? One and a two and a three and a four and a one and a two and a... Yeah. And the, the quarter note is accented. That's his drag. Huh. I'm like, that's not a drag. That's two eighth note. I mean, one eighth note and two sixteenth notes. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not... I don't consider myself an expert on all things rudiments mm. by any means, but I... That one's kind of news to me too. I don't know. Well, I was, I immediately started going, hold on, hold on. Like I unmuted myself, like, hold on, hold on. What is a drag here? What are we saying is a drag? And I'm like, this is what a drag is. And then he's like, yeah, he goes off on this whole rant on like drummers think that's a drag, but it's not what it is. This is what it is. And I'm like, that's not what it is. That's just like a notation figure. That's not like. It's not what a you can't you can't just say stuff like that. That's the problem I always have with Tommy Igo, dude. Yeah. No offense to him, dude. Like obviously we all know he's a great drummer. He's one of the best. Okay, whatever. I'll go on record saying that. But like 
This dude makes blatant, bold statements that I don't know if are well, true. Okay, look, I, I pulled up the Vic Firth massive page of all the official rudiments, right? Does it say drag slash rough? It says right, right, drag left, 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 right. and rough in parentheses. Like yeah. they're the same thing. And Wait, that's playing a flam at the top? What the? No, that was a flam drag. Okay. Here, oh, sorry, I showed Corey my phone through the Zoom camera. Yeah, that's a drag rough. That's exactly what I would think they are. Two yeah. grace notes and a and a quarter note. Yeah, or what? However you play it, dig but it like dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. Yeah, that's what I don't know. That's so. Yeah, I'm with Vic Firth on this one. I feel like I feel like you are too. I've never heard yeah. of the. I mean, so an my, eighth, an eighth and two sixteenths is a rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> I call them anchovies, but anyways. Anchovies, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a curious one. <laughs> so then so then, if that's, you're calling that, an, if you're calling that a rough or a drag, I mean, he's saying that what you just showed me is a rough. That's a rough. But okay. it's not a drag. A drag is eighth note to 16th notes. So then what is two 16th notes and an eighth note? You gonna tell me that's another rudiment? Yeah. No. Oh, you just got moated. You just got moated. You just got moated, Tommy Igo. What's that? Thank you. I don't know this this term moated. You weren't in the nineties, dude. I you was. You just got burned. You just got burned. Oh, okay. Moated is uh. Is that short for demoted? These kids don't. These kids don't know what moated is. You never mind. Don't worry. It's a nineties thing, dude. That shows how old I am. When when we were kids. If you got burned, if it was like, ooh, burn, mm-hmm. it'd be like, oh, you got moated. What is it? What is it short for, though? What is moated? I don't know, man. It's slang. Demoted? It, I'm going to go with like, that. <laughs> okay. You just got burned, Tommy Igo. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I'm I, sure I he listens. I wasn't trying to poke fun at your age. I just never, I'm not familiar with that term. I, I shouldn't even have said that because now I'm, now I sound like I'm 80 years old. Yeah, I mean, when we were kids, we used to say "moated." That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was before uh, no, we landed on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't say words like that anymore. All right, so all right. Well, anyways, we yeah. So he does that. Then it goes into like paradiddle, double paradiddle, triple paradiddle, and you know he has like a check pattern in there, and it's it's really it's a fun warm up. It's really easy, but that's like his level one, and then there's like. I think you start adding in flams and stuff. I don't know. I haven't read that book. I don't know. I don't know. But that's just what we're using. And then I used um, some other, some other like diddle exercise. And I'll probably do some paradiddle stuff on Wednesday. Anyways, and if you, any of you guys want to join, just DM me on Instagram or send me an email. Use the contact form, drumbrigade.com, and I'll send you uh, a link. It's just on Zoom. Hey, I'm wondering. all over the world can, can, can join. It's free, too. Yeah. Um, sorry. I, I was wondering if you did you finish that um drum mantra challenge thing ever? No, I dude, I, I I'm still kind of stuck on the first exercise. It goes deep though. Yeah, it it's like, like it, it is so simple and so deep at the same time, and it does not leave any leaf like unturned. It's yeah, like cool. every single thing is done, but I stopped doing it just because of time and stuff. I was trying to do it every day for a month 
and I got through singles. I'm I'm still in four four, so I haven't done like three four or five four or anything like that. Still in four four. I did singles, doubles, and paradiddles, and then I stopped. And like the paradiddles was pretty challenging for me because those you do the same accents. You do still still do sixteenth notes, same accents, and your foot is still the same. And uh, or no, I don't think there's foot on this one. But there is when you do like the level two, I think you're adding an ostinato on your feet. And then there's like re- reading challenges. I would love to see if you can if you can get through this reading challenge. I would love it. Oh, it's God. so awesome, man. It's so it's so hard, <laughs> but it's like so awesome because the music goes along with what you're reading. That's cool. And, um, and I've failed miserably at it, but it's like so cool. So drum mantra is dope, man. Rich Stitzel. Yeah, great it is. drum teacher, man. Great, great concept. Really, really great concept. The dude is awesome, man. And he came on, he came on uh Chops and Coffee and hosted one day and it was a pretty big event. And um dude's great. So it's fun to do. And like even the the like if you have students that could read at beginner level and can play like like accents, rhythms and accents and stuff, like it's a good one to do with your students too, because like a lot of these kids nowadays can't focus, man. <laughs> so I've had like lessons on like focusing on focusing. That's and true. so like yeah. you can play, but you lose focus too quickly, man. And then you're just like sitting there, you're spacing out, you're like, and so I'm like, this is our challenge. We're going to get through this whole page and you can't lose your place. So you have to be committed, focused, and it's it's really cool. It helps it helps them a lot. That's rad. All right. Well, anyways, um, that's the, that's the stuff we got going on. We're gonna be working on um, finding a new spot, um, doing the drum brigade for real. It's time, Phil. I'm like really, really like committed and like motivated to do this. I hope that this tour doesn't take the wind out of my sails, but we'll we'll have to talk about this off air. But like, yeah, man, it's a uh, I'm excited. Like one of the things that I had to do um, was write down some, all the like thing, like momentous monumental things, I should say that we've accomplished throughout the whole brigade history. I was pretty proud, man. It was like a little bit emotional, like where I was just like thinking about the stuff that we've done and like, I probably left out stuff, but like some of the products, you know, the t-shirt stuff, the apparel lines and all that stuff that we have and like the drumsticks and thinking about like the, the drum brigade takeover at, um, Doc Sweeney's and like oh, yeah. when we, um, when we did, uh, Tosh. Those, yeah, Tosh did a clinic. <laughs> that was so fun. And it was really like mostly just our friends that showed up, but man, that was a, that was a big deal for us, you know? And, and then doing the SoCal drum show, that was so funny. Like we were just, just creating a ruckus the whole day. We should do one <laughs> of those again. That was so fun. Yeah. That was, um, we got a lot of people. We got a lot of fans from that. And a lot of people were there. We really made a statement at the SoCal drum show. Like we really, really made a statement, even though it was like basically our local area, maybe branching out a little bit more, but we had a lot of people that just wanted to come and hang out with us. We, we informed a lot of people about the brigade and I think we would do it a little bit better now, but, um, um, and then like, yeah. And then our NAM show after party was a big deal. Yeah. Um, that was rad. And so I feel like that the, the NAM show after party was definitely our biggest accomplishment. Like so far besides like, you know, 
our drum lesson programs and stuff like that. But just like I was just going through like old pictures and like thinking about when, you know, like how unclear things were. And then like thinking about like, you know, like, cause I'm, we're, I'm, I'm saying this right now. I'm sounding like I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve, but like, it's because we're closing another chapter closing, you know, shutting down the studio here. And um, that was a big accomplishment, but like, you know, I never really look at it in a negative way. Like when I moved out of studio five, two, eight, that was kind of the same thing where those guys were like, we're moving out. So like, it's up to you what you want to do. And it was like kind of a shock at first. And then I was just like, well, you know, I, this place, I'm only here because this opportunity was here. But now that this opportunity is gone, like, I don't really see a place for me here. Like, this isn't my ideal spot. This is just a spot that I'm late. Like I'm being lazy because I'm not, I don't, I'm not forced to move out. And because of that, because I was forced to move out or I just, it just didn't fit my needs anymore. That's when we found PC, you know, and, or the beat locker. And that was so much better than studio five, two, eight, like so much better. Yeah. You got that dialed uh, in. And then, you know, now I feel the same way where I'm like, you know, there is a little bit of a nostalgic, like sadness that I'm having, like packing all my stuff, but it isn't really like I thought, like, it's not like. I'm crying packing boxes. It's just kind of like, I'm excited. Like, you know, my stuff is in a storage right now and that's fine. Even my real drums, but I'm kind of like, this isn't a negative thing. Like, I feel like this is a real positive thing. And like, I know I'm going to miss that place, but I think I'm going to miss it as much as I miss studio five to eight, which I don't miss studio five to eight at all. Like I drive by it and I'm like, Oh my God, that place, (laughs) you know? And that was like my dream to have a that's what got it started that's what got it started you know like you know and it was all because of an opportunity like i didn't even ask like the the dude that was i was just happened to be there for some reason they were like hey we're starting a studio we could use your help and then like i just went to like check it out and he's like hey man do you want to like do lessons here and i wasn't even thinking about that you know and i was i immediately thought i can't do that man i don't know like but i was just like something was telling me like you gotta you gotta like do this you know anyways man there's a lot of history there we do have you know for what i consider like a still a new business even though i've been doing this for 10 years almost nine years i think that we're really starting now yeah we've been doing this we have 130 episodes of this show and yeah this is the 130th right yeah congratulations congratulations thank you guys thank you (laughs) yeah 130 episodes some of the best people in the business have come on this show this is true. Starting with me and you, Phil. Yeah, of course. You're a legend. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Thank you. Um, so, so yeah, man, we have a lot of things. We have a lot of things going on, but um, you know, we're working over here. We're always working on that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still working on it myself. Oh man, I haven't heard that voice in a while. <laughs> I'm always working on that thing. <laughs> all right, Funky Phil. I've been I've been talking all this time. You can tell I've had a lot of coffee. So let's let's officially get into it now. Right. Drum Brigade. Drum Brigade podcast episode one hundred and thirty. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Accomplishment, dude. Before you know it, we'll be at 150. And two hundo. Accomplishment, dude. Accomplishment. Yeah. Not even accomplishment, just accomplishment. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like if you're from Cali, you just like shorten things sometimes. You're just like, man, such accomplishment. Yeah. So accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on, Funky Phil? How you doing? What, what's going on this week? Same old biz, man. Just living life, playing drums, recording drums, playing gigs. I did a bunch of uh, research or like R&D stuff for a drum company where nice. I did like two snare drums. They're prototypes. Nice. And I, <laughs> I did 10 different drum heads. Oh boy. With that sounds like a lot of work. Three different tunings each. Oh no, no, no. You had to film this too? No, I just did audio for this. This is okay. just to kind of hone in on what, what setups work on these. I mean, I guess like that's a good thing, but does it matter? Like people just sometimes, most of the time people don't buy snare drums because they just sound amazing. Like you like what you like and people are just like yeah i like i like the sparkle so i'm just gonna buy it yeah but you know i mean i don't know if we, when you're selling something like this like you want it to speak in its truest form you know you yeah. like if you get you have to buy the stuff to put on it so i could i could see why you want to buy the best you know setup to have it sound how how you picture it and you want yeah. people to you know, interact with it for the first time. Yeah, I guess I feel like though, if I did, if I did this exact same thing, you tune the snares, I played them or you tune the snares and Kevin Aguchi played them. Yeah. They're going to sound different, man. You oh, have yeah. a different feel and a different sound. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, you know, different heads have, they have very different implications on a snare drum and so do the wires. Uh, yeah, and Aquarian, I mean, Aquarian, Aquarian drum heads, Aquarian drum heads. Just want to mention that. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> truth be told, and I'm not, I'm not saying this because I'm biased. The the Aquarian ones were my favorite, dude. I mean, they just, I don't know. You even need to say it. Like, <laughs> we know this. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know. Every time you mention but, any other drum companies, I just always have to mention my endorsement. Yeah. It's not really, they don't tell us to do that. It's just what I like to do because they're the best. So, Grand yeah. Drumheads, Masters of Maple Drums, get anyways. Continue. I mean, <laughs> do you have you ever used a, a Super 2 on your snare? Super 2? Yeah. Um, I think I have one on, I always use Performance 2, but I've never, I don't think I've used a Super 2 now. On a snare drum? Snare drum. You use yeah. performance too on a snare? No, sorry, response to. Okay. So, and you use those on your snare too, or just the toms? Snare. Really? Snare and toms, yeah. That's my, I was a die hard Evans G2 guy. I still think those sound great. Okay. Evans G2. And um, I used Evans G2 all around my whole drum kit, even on the snare. Not yeah. my kick though. Um, you know what? Even when I was playing Evans, still use the Aquarian Super Kick 2 on my, on my kick. Nice. Um, but, uh, so the response to is the, is my new Evans G2. Yeah. It's like, I, a, I mix up the toms a little bit though. Like I play a response or no, I think I play a response to on my rack, both racks. And then I play, um, I think I play a force 10 on my 14 and then I, I go in between like a force 10 triple threat or, uh, 
super kick one on my 16. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like their emperor. It's like the standard two ply. Yeah. Head thickness. I really don't but. know. I really haven't figured out like on some of my snare drums, I feel like I'm getting too novelty instead of just letting the snare be. Yeah. You know? And so I'm, I'm putting like, you know, the, the super thick dense, like, like super, super vintage or whatever the vintage, the deep vintage, whatever, deep vintage like the, on some of the snares. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just like, I'm it's, I don't know. It's cool, but it's, I don't know. I need to just simplify. I think you should try super two sometime on a snare. I, I, I love it on the snare drum. I mean, it's, uh, cause a super two, it's, it's like a, um, a two ply head, but one of the plies is thinner than normal. So it's like oh, a seven. So I could get a, a better mil. ring? What? You could get like a more of a ring, Timbali ring to it? Slightly more, but it's not like oh, it's not yeah. like it's not like full ambassador, like it's not like a single ply like ringiness. It's like somewhere between. It's like it's got a good amount. I think they've got they sound great on snares. They're just like balanced across the whole spectrum. From, that might be closer to the G's to high tunings. They'll have your upper harmonics and stuff. They don't like suck all the uh, the life the liveliness out of the drum, but they yes. they control it a little bit. You know, that might be equ- the equivalent to a a G two then closer to it because I've been thinking that the response to is a little bit too dense, like it's too thick for that ringiness like i can get it you crank anything down you're gonna get some ring out of it but yeah this is for my reggae snare but then like some of the other snares i'm trying to take away that sustain Mm -hmm. and so i yeah i'm just i'm having like kind of a snare crisis right now (laughs) i think i'm really due for another snare like the snare that i always use the masters of maple snare is just too bright and Uh. too like pingy it's a wood snare but it's really hard wood I really, I really need a brass snare. I really need a brass snare, <laughs> yeah. dude. That needs to be the sound I'm, I'm going because I started using my piccolo, my, my John Robinson '90s snare. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good, but it's just, it's like, it's an outdated snare, man. It's just a, it's cool, but it's just not, it's not giving me the sounds that I, I need and I want, you know. Yeah, I kind of want to get, I want to get a brass. Five and a half by 14. That's what I want. Yep. But like the thin brass shell. No, I want the like the a kind of like a, a superphonic shell shape, you know, and thickness, but brass. No, I want a big boy. I want it thick. You want and, thick and popping. And I want everything brass, everything, even the hoops. Even the hoops? Dang. That sounds. That's thin, but that it sounds, sounds good. Yeah, man. So guess what, Phil? What? Guess what? What? What is wrong with you, Zildjian? I just got called for a session. Yeah? It's not happening right now, but the dude I I know for years, I've known since we were kids, and um, he's like, man, I've just been thinking that I really want to do, like, I want to just record all the songs that I've, you know, wrote my whole life, you know, and it's time to put out a record of my own. So I decided I'm going to do it. And he's like, you're the only dude I want to play on this stuff. Yes. I'm like, okay. He's like, would you be down to do it? And I'm like, of course, man. Like, why would I say no to you? Like, you know, we've known each other since we were kids. 
you know, and like, I want him to, to put out a good record. You know, I like, I respect, we, we've had our differences, but I respect what he, what he does. He's like, so dude, I do, um, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I buy and sell drums. He's like, I work actually a lot with drum flip and like some other companies. He's like, I sell drums to drum flip. I buy drums from drum flip. We like kind of work together. We form like a partnership and somewhat. And he's like, so I buy and sell drums. He's like, I've probably sold 500 kits like over the past couple of years. And he's like, I buy and sell symbols. I buy and sell all this stuff. And he's like, I work, I have like a, I work with one of the re or I work as a retailer for like different symbols and all that. So he doesn't have a retail spot, but he just does it like kind of old school, like kind of how Ed used to do it, you know, out yeah. of his garage and stuff. And so he's like, um, so yeah, man, if there's anything like I can help you with or anything you need. And I go, oh man, yeah, it's funny. He's like, um, I'm, I'm actually doing some stuff with Zildjian and he's like, you know, and so I was like, yeah, man, I've had some trouble, some problems with Zildjian, you know, like, I'm like, I've played Zildjian my whole life and I don't know why it's just what I've always played. And I said, and I told him the story of me trying to get in with them and needing help. Like, by the way, I have a freaking cracked 19 inch hybrid that I'm about to go on tour with. <laughs> and you think Zildjian's going to help? No, the band had like the tour managers, like I just bought you one, you know, and I'm just like. <laughs> bought it from Sweetwater or something. It's ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. But anyways, I go, he goes, so let's just work out payment for whatever you're going to need. And like, I'm kind of like, dude, I don't know what to charge this dude. Like, I can't just be like, well, I get paid this much, you know, for my sessions, but I'm like, just let me know what, what, how many songs it is. And then we'll come up with something. So I told him my troubles with Zildjian. And I said, he's like, have you tried the like Pisces? And I'm like, it's not, it's not my sound, man. I said, honestly, if I could do it tomorrow, I would transition everything to Minel. I said, I just, I love Minel. And I, every time I hit a Minel symbol, I fall in love every time. I said, I feel like the, the brand of the company fits me and my style. I feel like I don't belong on Zildjian. I don't know why I play Zildjian. And even if they were like, hey, we want to give you a full ride. Of course, I would say yes, but I just don't know. I don't know if it's a fit, you know, he's like, all right, dude, send me a list of what you want. I'll see if I can get it. And so I send him a list. He's like, okay, are you cool with just doing the session for minor symbols? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, all right, just send me a list. And so I sent him basically a basic list of what I would, what I need uh, to go out with Gogo with, and then I'll get like jazz symbols and stuff later. Yeah. But, so when I get back, he's like, I'm going to be working on this for a couple months while you're on tour. When you get back and you're ready to record, he's like, let's just call it like even like you do the session. I'll give you all these minors. I'm like, that's an answer to my prayers, buddy. Yay. So <laughs> I might be, I'm doing this tour, but this might be the last run of Zildjian Symbols. Oh, you, okay. So you're not getting him until you're done with this session though, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no. He has, he needs some time to find everything. And he's like, it might not be exactly what I want, like exactly sizes and stuff, but, yeah. but it, I don't care. Like, you know, I don't really care. Like I don't need to have dude. It's, it's, it's like, I don't love every single symbol that I hit, but most of them, like, I don't want to do the session if he's just doing them for like, you know, their cheapest minor you know, their V8s or whatever. Yeah. But like, that's the, he's like, no dude, I can get like some decent stuff. So I'm like, all right, this is what I would need. This is what I would like. If I was getting a backline set, this is what I would get for Gogo Bordello. And then he's just like, all right, let me see what I can do. 
That's so I'm awesome, like, even man. if it's close, like, pff, dude, I'm happy to do like as many songs as you need, dude. Like, I'm happy to do that. That's great, man. So, yeah. So I might, I'm finally, those, this door might be open. And then once I'm on Minel, then it's like, okay, now I can like, I'm not going to hit them up and be like, hey guys, I'm Corey. I play Zildjian, but I want to play. Like, you should listen to my podcast because I like talk about you guys all the time. It's like, dude, I'm not going to do that. Oh yeah. No, you can. Yeah. It's, Next it's, time you go on tour with those, you can get some pictures and just send them and be like, I love your symbols. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. So that's good. But the, these my, these Zildjians have not been holding up, man. Like I play pretty hard with Gogo Bordello, but like I could tell after that first tour that the brand new 19 that I got was gone. It's on its way out. And Dude. Like, it's going to crack, man. I broke a drum brigade stick yesterday. Ooh, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> you use them until they're like, until they're like, they're basically hot rods. Like they're just frayed little like pieces of wood. Yeah. I mean, this one, it, it had a good, healthy, long life. <laughs> it, it had I some great, how- I have some great memories with that stick. We had a lot of fun moments and, you know, the the backbeat zone was f- nicely chipped away. <laughs> like that, Dude, I don't your, even get where your rim hits. You know, it's just yeah. like this, the like a hula skirt. Just like how can you, <laughs> how can you even play with sticks like that, dude? Oh my I just, god! You know, I use them until they until they don't work anymore. No, and, I uh, dude. It, if it they're even halfway the, to that point, I'm mm-hmm. done. I throw them in the trash. Yeah, that's smart. I mean. It made it, you know. It made it a good. I, I just grabbed another one out of my bag and kept kept playing the song. It's great. Yeah. I'll well, that shows it. they'll last a long time. I I I I was doing that. I <laughs> I was playing at our favorite place, the Tin Roof, and um, it was like our first showcase back <clears throat> after after pandemic, and <clears throat> like so, all my sticks were just like practice sticks, and like um. And so, like, we start our intro and first like song, break a stick. And I'm just like, I like completely just butchered this intro. There's like a bunch of choppy drum fills. Stick breaks on like the first drum fill. And I'm just like, great. That's the worst. And then you're just, it was like one of those breaks too, where you're just holding a handle. Like you can't even hit anything with it or you're going to hit your hand. Yeah. And then like, I I had a solo on this night. And so I started playing and one of this, one, another stick broke and like hit a dude in the face, like almost hit a dude in the face. And then. I was like, enough of this. Like, I'm not going to be trying to use all these practice sticks. Like, I'm just going to open up a new pair. Like, I can't show up to gigs like this. It's unprofessional. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, they do. They do hold up, man. I, I use them on tour. I use them in lessons. I use them on sessions. I use them. I mean, I use them exclusively. The only other pair of drumsticks I ever use ever is the um, Vic Firth um, Peter Erskine ride cymbal. Just because uh, the seven A's are a little bit too small for me, they're a little bit too light. And, yeah, uh, but I use five A's like exclusively. Like they, I use them on every single thing that I do, and I never ever break sticks unless I'm using an old pair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never broken a, a new pair of brigade sticks. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. Yeah, they're great sticks. I was smashing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cool. I interrupted your story about. You cracked Zildjian for oh yeah no it's just stick. what it is 
I, I mean, all of them are, have kind of seen better days. Like my special dries, I will still, that's, what's cool about this though, not being committed to either one, because I can still use my special dries on, on, um, jazz gigs or whatever, you know, lighter gigs. And, and I can still use my, whenever I get my, zil, my, my minors, I can use those on tour and all that stuff until there's like an official deal. There's some nice symbols though, man. There's like, there's some cool, like even their artist symbols are really dope, man. They're the Chris Coleman ride. It's a really unique. It's really, 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 really dark and dry. Like it's really cool though. Yeah. What size is it? Um, it's, I, I don't know. I think it's like a 21. It's called a C two, I think Chris Coleman C two huh. ride. And it's like raw and Ooh. it has giant holes all, all around the edge. So it just like the sustain is like really, it's really like precise and like, it's not like sustaining. It's not a, it's not a crash ride. It's like Whoa. very, very dark and like, it's not a ping ride either though. It's like huh. you can swing on it. You can play like fast chops on it. It's really dope, man. That sounds cool. That's, that wouldn't be my main ride, but I would love to get one of those. And they're not that, they're not crazy expensive. Like you get, you get a, um, Byzance like jazz thin ride or something and it's like 500 bucks or sit like 450 or something so dude i did i played with two rack toms yesterday Ooh, i haven't done that in a while <laughs> never do that look look at this scene i'm showing Corey a picture i'll probably put it on my social thing but what do oh, you yeah. think that biz is you did that whole pull them over to the side thing, like where you should be playing like three rack toms, but you have your ride there instead. I love it. It just feels better. It feels better. Stupid, Phil. That is stupid. Just kidding. No, it's not. No, it's not. It just feels better to me. I don't know. I like having. I it used like to that do it. And I, I can get my ride closer. You know. I used to do it, man. I used to do that when I was a kid. I I was like, wait, I could still have like. It's like set up like a four piece, but I could still have a five piece. Yeah. It like blew my mind. <laughs> I just can't do that anymore. I love it. It's I, especially with the ride I'm using. It's because oh. I've got a 24 inch ride. Oh. So if I have it, if I have to have it shifted over further away, mm. it's just like, <laughs> it hurts my arm. I like, yeah. I, 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 I realized because when I first got that ride, I was using two racks centered over the kick and I, I had to put my ride so far away that if i was using my bell a lot like i i started getting um tennis elbow from uh, it, yeah like tendonitis yeah and and as soon as i stopped doing that my my elbow like chilled out and it was fine yeah well that's cool um so I've, uh, so we had, well, we had last week off. I didn't have any gigs or anything, but, um, I had some, I had some gigs, like I had a gig during the week, gig last, 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 the week before last, and then a gig on Saturday. Um, do you want to get into this now or, or what? Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do 
is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Let's just get into it. Okay, I got like... I ain't trying to hear that. I got like at least two, but maybe three. Okay? Okay. First one is a mellow one. I'm a Dumbo, Phil. Sometimes I'm a freaking Dumbo. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I rekindled my relationship with Brixton. Yeah. Brixton is like a clothing company, hats, all that stuff. I've worn hat Brixton hats for years. Like yeah. When they were like a simple, like small startup, they had a little tiny office space in Oceanside to like they have like a whole industrial like park now <laughs> like they are huge yeah they're they're one of the biggest clothing brands like as far as like skateboarding clothing and all that stuff and they're pretty unique to what they do but anyways when they were just like it was like two twin brothers that started this company and like they were just trying to hook up some bands that they knew they like were they were giving agrolytes and flogging molly and dropkick murphy's like product Okay. And so ever since then, I've continued this relationship with them. Well, the owner, one of the owners doesn't work there anymore. He got bought out or whatever. And that was the guy that I was dealing with. Dang. So I was just like, I guess my relationship is done with Brixton. Okay. Well, then you introduced me to a friend of yours, Lauren, who's super cool. She's yeah. great, and she re she helped me rekindle that relationship. So they just gave me uh, some a few things for this next tour. I don't, and I actually don't need a lot of stuff. Like I have a lot of hats and stuff, but just some of the stuff that like I wear on stage, I would like to get replaced so that and I'm not wearing disgusting, sweated out hats and stuff. So she hooked it up. Okay, cut forward to my gig on Saturday. I am there way too early, like way too early, like two hours too early two hours too early till I load in. So I'm just like, well, I just go get some food and I go walk around. I'm walking around these restaurants and stuff. And I see Jody Bagley. Jody's came on our show before. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, it's Jody. I'm like, yo, what up, man? And he's just like, Hey, Corey, what's up? And then his girlfriend's there. Hold on, Phil. Let me tell the story. Okay. <laughs> his girlfriend's like, Oh, Hey, and so I'm like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, man. And so I just start talking to Jody and I'm like blowing off, not blowing off his girlfriend, but I mean, I said hi, but I was just kind of like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah. So what are you guys doing? And then like, they're like, oh, Jody's like, oh, we just decided to take the train down here and have a good old time. And I'm like, all right on. And he's like, what are you doing down here? And I'm like, oh, I'm over there playing at a wedding. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just playing. Like I'm here early. So I'm just walking around and catching the vibe. And I'm like, all right, guys, well, see you later. And then I leave and I get I'm completely awkward, Corey, like awkward me, just totally like in my head, like, all right, I'll see you guys later. And I just like walk away, right? <laughs> get down the street and I'm like, dude, why did that girl look so familiar? Like, why does his girlfriend look so familiar? Uh-huh. 
His freaking girlfriend is Lauren from Brixton. Yeah. <sighs> That's why you met her. I don't. <laughs> I did not know this, Phil. Jody was playing at the show with me. You met his girlfriend. and. Uh, <laughs> so I just full on like, dude, I <laughs> I literally just saw her the week before to pick up my hats give her a hug in the uh, in the in the parking lot i'm like thank you so much man it's so awesome you ever need to get on the guest list or whatever any show that i'm playing you're welcome if you need any drum lessons whatever she's oh. like thank you i will man i will for sure and i'm like thank you so much all right i'll talk to you later and then i leave and then i see her a week or two later and i'm like hey how you doing anyways jody like oh. Oh, no <laughs> And so <laughs> I feel like such a Dumbo because I'm like, she was wearing like a really nice Brixton hat, like a really, really nice Brixton hat. And Jody and like, was too, probably. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> she looks so much like that, like, like Lauren. And I'm like, but why am I not putting it together that that's her? Oh my God. And so then I look on her Instagram and it's like spending the day in San Juan Capistrano like with my dude and like it's like them at the restaurant that I was just at like basically you know it's like and so I'm like did I really just like hey how you doing her oh <laughs> and my I'm God. like hey I am so sorry I'm such a dumbo I'm like I can be such an awkward little fool sometimes and I'm like and it wasn't you it's me I'm like but I just didn't put two and two together that that was you I didn't recognize you I'm so sorry and she was laughing like it's fine dude <laughs> like I'm like it really isn't though because I just like I know her at this point a little bit I mean I know Jody too but like you know I I, I wasn't actually I wasn't rude I think I was just probably like kind of quickly like I don't want to interrupt your date, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Then I probably made it worse by being like, I'm such an idiot. But like, <laughs> I wasn't like more enthusiastic. I should have been a little bit more enthusiastic. That's like, so funny. Oh, wearing the Brixton hat. Yeah. Thanks to you. You know, and I didn't say any of that. I was just like, all right, guys, later. Oh, man. That's so, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. You Dude, just lost, I get track. These, you oh. lost track of the initial like meet. Yes. Like your your relationship with her split into its own realm. Right, you, it you, totally you, is. And you lost the track of when you first met her, that circumstance. It's well, understandable. I think you, She's I super think you, cool, though. Like, you know. Yeah, I'm, I think you also said this is Jody's girlfriend. Yeah. Lauren, but I still didn't put it together. I just was just like, because she was like, oh, hey, it's Corey. Like, and so I was just like, oh, hey, you know, and that made me kind of even more awkward. You're like, like wait, like, why do you know my name? I was like, how does this girl know me? Like, <laughs> It's, it's so weird, dude. It's so weird. And like, and then I was caught in this vortex of like, she's wearing a really nice Brixton hat. She looks exactly like the girl that I met, but yeah. then I don't want to be rude. Like, wait, are you Lauren? Like, I, you know, cause then I'm like, now I look like a really even more of an idiot. And it just made me like spiral out of control oh, to man. just get awkward and be like, all right, I'll see you guys later. Bye. Oh, I feel you though. I mean, I feel like that dude, that kind of stuff happens to everybody where you, you just like, have like a, a weird disconnect in your brain and you you forget a face and relationship yeah. you, you know they just drift in your mind somehow and then but have, I, but a week later like a week later it's pretty good <laughs> such a dumbo such an idiot I ain't trying to hear that anyways right next time i see her i will go lauren right 
Dude. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. Number two. This is the real one. I ain't trying to hear that right now. <sighs> Same gig. Okay. I finished this situation with Lauren and Jody. Sweet. And I'm texting her. I go back. It's time to load in or set up. So I, the most awkward load in, I have to cross like a major ba- busy street, bring my drums in, setting everything up. One of the dudes that's a server is like, like he's just kind of eyeballing the equipment. Like I see a couple of dudes like kind of eyeballing the equipment. So this dude, he looks like he's like in his twenties, you know, and he's, he's coming over and he's like looking at the drums. And then, so I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm at a wedding. Okay. So first of all, you know, I'm not in a good mood. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to talk to people. Yeah. Don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. And so he's like, he comes over to the drums. Once I like have my cymbals on everything set up and I'm running cables for mics and stuff. He's like, Oh man, looks like you got it going on over here. And I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, you got everything. Huh? You even got a vibrator for your seat. And I'm like, no a vibrator. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm already, <laughs> does he listen to our show? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, but he's like, yeah, you got the vibrator. And he's like emphasizing vibrator. Yeah. And I'm like, um, yeah, man, I'm, deadpan like completely dead serious like yeah man um i actually don't think that's what they're called and i'm just like running mics like trying to ignore this dude because i'm like about to get irritated and then he's dude full of attitude just oh really (laughs) what like what's it called and i'm like well dude have you used one he's like i know what they are and i'm just like why are you talking to me just leave me alone He's like, well, you don't have your pad to stand on. You're the bass player, right? What? I'm setting up drums, Phil. And he's commenting on your throne. He's commenting on the throne. And then he's like, you don't have the thing to stand on. You're a bass player, right? So that's racial profiling. Don't tell me it's not, Phil. The tall black guy with the hat on, obviously the bass player. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I can't argue like, with you. <laughs> oh, you're not the bass player. You're the drummer. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, dude, it's a vibrator. And I'm like, I think you're thinking of something else. I go, that's not what it is. I'm pretty sure you're thinking of something else. And he's like, okay, whatever, dude. Like, what's it called? Like, what's it called? And I'm like, man, I don't know. I'm like, it's called a Porter and Davies. That's the company that makes them. I'm like, there's some other companies that have one. Maybe you've used one of those. I don't know. I said, Pearl makes one called the butt kicker. He's like, nice name, butt kicker. They should just call it the vibrator. Oh man, I'm ready to punch this dude. I mean, I, 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 I poked fun a little bit with you on this topic, but yes. I'm your friend. Yeah. I would never I don't know this dude. I would never dream of going up to a stranger and saying something like that. You don't start with that. No. You don't start with that. Like, <laughs> you, you got to know the dude you're talking to. Some guys are into that. I'm not into that. I don't use that. Just stop. Just stop, dude. I don't know you. Yeah. So this dude, I go... I, I, he says it again and I go, I really, I really think you're, you might be thinking of something else, but I'm like, this is a tool for drums. Like that's my normal go-to. I just make people feel dumb. Like I just become super literal. 
Nice. And I'm just like, yeah, I I don't I don't think that's what they're called, man. I'm like, it's just a really useful tool that helps my back. And so I'm like, um, I don't think it's called a vibrator though. And then I just like continue, and he's just like, whatever, dude. And just like walks. I'm not exaggerating, dude. I'm not exaggerating. He's whatever, dude. And I'm just like, what is wrong with this guy? So we like are just sitting there, like. I'm talking to the piano player like what is up with this dude and he's like I have no idea. We're watching this guy all night. Every time he walks by, he is like mean looking at me just like, well no, I first I put my stuff, I plug everything in, then I'm just like, you know, da 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 dun 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 dun. Cool. Everything's set up. He walks by during that time and he's just like literally goes like whatever dude rolls his eyes like nice playing bro whatever what yes this guy is he so he works for the venue or the catering company No, he works for the catering company he's like literally setting up tables and chairs oh boy and like putting candles on the on the table and every time he walks by with a chair he's rolling his eyes and just going whatever dude nice playing oh my god full of attitude full of (laughs) attitude so bad so bad that like everybody in the band like the bass player is like yo what's up with that caterer guy like when we're on break i'm like i know he's like he keeps walking by like he wants to fight i'm like i know what is going on here and he's just like he's just mean mugging all night he's just mean mugging like the piano player's like, dude, that there's something wrong with that guy. Like he's like so bitter and angry about you. And I'm like, I don't know what I did. I didn't walk up to him and ask him if it's a vibrator. I just said it's not. And I'm like, this is this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. It's freaking entitled crazy vendors, dude. Remember the 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 one lady? They're gonna kill you first. Yeah. What is wrong with these people, man? <laughs> dude. Full, dude, that I'm talking so, full attitude. That's like, so bizarre. Not, it's it's not like oh maybe he's upset. Like he's, maybe you were mistaken. No, this dude is full of attitude. Like huffing and puffing every time he walks by. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, me, dude, me. I'm the best drummer in San Diego. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding about that. No. Um. Yeah. There it is. That's it. That's it. So there's no conclusion. He's just a no. He's just I didn't a talk D to him for the night. rest of the night. I was like, if he says one more word to me, I might tackle him into the cake. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but, so it's just a a super awkward vibe going on. Yep. From a, a caterer. Yeah. Nice. Like if you were anything, like your attitude is saying, maybe you wouldn't be catering, and maybe you'd be playing drums. But see, the difference is I'm playing drums and you're catering. Did he say he was a drummer? He was making it pretty clear. Yeah, he's commenting like he knew he knew his stuff. Yeah. That's funny. and I mean, look, dude, I am people have come up to me. People come up to me all the time. I'm the nicest guy. Like if you come up to me and you're like, dude, this beautiful kit, you know, you're a great drummer. You play great. You sounded great. Whatever. I'm like the nicest guy. Yeah, but you don't come up to me and be like, Oh, you got everything you need. Even a vibrator is now you're just patronizing me, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I don't do. I'm too old for that crap. Yeah. Don't, don't freaking bother me, dude. I'm at work. 
He's just jealous and wanted to take it for a spin. Well, yeah, no. No, you're not allowed. Go get yourself a gig. Stop working at this job and go become a drummer. Yeah. But, you know, don't don't patronize other drummers because you're pissed off that you're waiting tables or you're freaking putting plates and freaking saucers down on tables. That's not my problem, dude. Yeah. What? In, what who goes through life like this? Not like, me. <laughs> you get in an Uber and you're super mad because he has a nicer car than you. And then you're just like, nice car, bro. Pfft. Whatever, dude. I mean, I guess I do think like that constantly. I'm always just thinking about how your drums are so rad and I'm I'm jealous and angry at you and, and, <laughs> and your cymbals. And <laughs> I can't imagine going up to another drummer and, and leading with that or like leading with some condescending weird comment. Yeah. And then, then throwing them an attitude when they're like not cool about it. Yes. Like if you change your approach, people will change their approach. I normally match people when they approach me in a dumb way that I'm going to treat them like they're dumb. Mm. You know, makes sense. What do you guys make? You guys in the band? No, dude. I'm just like loading in my drums for no reason. <laughs> like I'm actually a plumber. I'm here to do the plumbing. Like what are you? Why are you asking dumb questions? <laughs> you guys here to play music? No, I'm here to freaking build the cake. These are all cake pieces. Like what? I can't I can't with dumb people dude I can't I do want it I I do want a vibrator thrown though (laughs) dude I'm telling you it's a game changer and like it's not a cheap thing and it is freaking stop calling it a vibrator all right everybody (laughs) (laughs) it's a freaking tactile thing inducer yes all right dang it I ain't trying to hear that right now sick Speaking people, man. I seriously want one. I'm the cool person in this group, all right? Uh, You can use mine for all the time that I'm gone if you want. For real? I have another one out there, so. I might take you up on that. I have a gig uh, this Saturday. But then I'm going to get spoiled and I won't be able to play gigs without it. It's true. You're going to need a big sub behind you. Maybe Listen, I should just- dude, you can you can get an endorsement and you don't have to get the most expensive one. You can get like a smaller one, especially if you're mostly using it in your studio. Hmm. If I got one with like the hard case around it. Yours is pretty sweet. It's good investment though. Really good investment. And it just goes right on the, the um, DW throne, right? Yeah. Whatever you have to tell them which one you use. But um, I mean, yours does if I borrow it. Oh yeah. Um if you have the DW hydraulic, yes. That's what I got. Airlift. Yeah. yeah, then it'll go right on. I can't go back to norm- the normal spinny thrones anymore. Dude, I t- Oh yeah. I just bought a a base for um for my New York setup because my other I I've had that basically I brought my janky throne. Okay, so I had a DW airlift. I was having tons of problems with my back for years. So, and then I could never find a throne that sits high enough because then they would always get wobbly and I sit pretty high because I'm pretty tall. I uh, suggested I had um, Sahir suggest something and he's like, yeah, what have you tried that DW airlift? So I got one. I think he, he like just, I don't know if he gave me one or I bought one from him super cheap from like his artist stock. 
but it was, I don't know how many years old that one was. So it's, it's been, dude, I've been using it for probably 10 years or something. So it's gotten a little wobbly. And then, um, anyways, when we came, I got a new one. I, when I got the Porter and Davies thing, I bought a new throne so that it wouldn't be shaky. And when we played in uh, San Diego, I came home and brought my old one so that it would go back to New York and then live out there so I can always have my good throne. But now that I got a new one, it's sturdy as heck, and the one out there is all wobbly. So I just <laughs> I just got a new base for it. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. Funky Phil. One more here. Yeah. I ain't trying to hear that right now. I am burnt the heck out on these wedding gigs. <laughs> I say that every single time. <sighs> How many uptown funks did you do this week? We haven't been playing that one too much. What? Yeah, we haven't been playing that one too much. So my beef on this soapbox is whoever in the heck made it a thing to drop mics like this is what you do now when you make a statement oh that person boy. needs to be like thrown from a freaking building wow i don't know who this guy is but like the me 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 mic drop yeah mm. go I'm, jump off a building i'm guessing this happened on the gig it doesn't just happen, Phil. It's like, first of all, I can tell the people. I can, I know the people in advance before it even happens. Uh -huh. Let me paint the picture. Okay, we're playing this gig. This is this is where it gets really crazy. Okay, we're playing this gig. It's in San Diego, and it's April, middle of April. Uh -huh. There's a thing called April showers, right, yeah. Phil? It's yeah. not a, it's not just a random blatant statement. It's called April showers for a reason. You don't rains. have your wedding outside during April Dumbos. It rains. It rains in April. I get it. Yeah. <sighs> it's like June gloom. It just happens. Mm -hmm. I don't make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We go there. We set up. It's cloudy as heck. The stage right outside on the lawn. We're at a hotel. No, no. Put the stage outside in the middle of this grass area in the harbor on the water. And like, that's it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, man, it's looking cloudy. It's windy. It's like, it's looks like a storm's coming. Oh yeah. yeah. This is where you guys set up. I'm like, okay, set my drums up. Vibrator and all. Yeah. Are all set up outside. We start playing. We get to like the first set, like the grand entrance, the first dance. During the first dance, it starts raining. No. Symbols are, I mean, I'm, I have a rag, like I have stuff, I have a blanket covering my, my drums, my kick drum, and uh, my cymbals are starting to like drip. That's how, that's how wet everything is going. So I'm wiping everything off in between songs, and I'm like, if it gets any more wet than this, we're done. Like. I don't, I don't know if we're going to go home, but we need to move everything. So we need to like, there's like an over overhang over, over right behind the stage. We're just going to put everything over there. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not risking it because these dumb idiots aren't going to pay for anything. My stuff is insured, but still 
It takes time. So, you have to yeah. take, take what? How long would it take to get a custom oh, kit again? I have again? no idea. Dude, <laughs> we're talking years. I'm not, I'm not going to ruin. And that's that my kid is one of a kind. It's my, it's my, you know, it's dude. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not risking it for some stupid wedding. Your stupid, entitled, dumb wedding, forcing people to go out and play in the rain. No. Yeah. So in our, in our, in our, in our, uh, contract, it says that we don't play in the rain. Obviously if our, if our instruments are, are at risk, we're done. Plus it's so, dangerous, dude. So Getting all those electronics wet while you're holding them. Yeah. So this couple is an older couple. They look like they're in their fifties or sixties and they're getting married. Guess what? The lady is a lawyer. So everybody's treading lightly. It's in the notes. Hey, this one's a lawyer. Make sure you guys like just, you know, on your best behavior. Ha ha. Just kidding. But you know, still for real, like for real. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do anything that would get us sued. So we're like, so I'm like, and it's one of these gigs too, where it's like kind of, it's, you know, to be honest, it's like the B band. There's none of the other guys that none of the other guys are on the, you know, all the usual suspects, Palomino, Melvin, any of those guys, none of those guys are on this gig. So I'm basically having to like, kind of take the lead as far as the musicians go. There's somebody that else that's like emceeing and stuff. It ends up that I just happen to be on the B band where everybody's pretty much a team player. They get it, but they don't want their equipment ruined. So I'm like, guys, I'm really sorry to have to do this. We're not getting paid to move to a different location, but we're moving to a different location. The rain is coming too hard. Let's just move it. And so everybody is just, it's fire drill, dude. Everybody's moving their stuff under this overpass. And so I'm already pissed off at that. Like we got to move our stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. We're under this overhang thing, and now it's like all concrete. It's a concrete building, so now everything is like quadrupled in sound. But then, if you step out from that overpass overhang thing, it's like we're we're not even turned on. It's like super quiet. Okay. So we have to play astronomically loud to like get them to where the dance floor it was when we were on the stage. You know what I mean? Were you are all your drums mic'd up? <laughs> No, it's just a kick drum. Oh, no. And I normally run an overhead at least, and then I can run in-ears, and then I can control the sound. Yeah. Well, this wasn't the usual suspect. So the guy that was running the sound was like, oh, I'll put a kick in, but like, you don't need to run anything else. Mm. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. So it's so loud. Somehow I left my earplugs at home. So I have no, like my ear, like the first song, I'm like, I can't do this. And I stop. I mean, I, I play that first song and then I run to the bar and just get napkins and like shove them, ball them up and shove them in my ears just because I can't take it anymore. Okay. Well, anyways, this is, this is just a douchebag wedding. It's like these people are old, they're drunk, they're, they're trying to be cool, but it's just, you know, it's the rich guy, lawyer, wife, the who knows what business owner guy. It's this, this is, it's this typical thing to get me on a soapbox. Yeah. And making us continue playing, even though the weather sucks, everybody's gone home. They still want us to play. You know, it's that we, it's just like the night is going on too long. Yeah. They got to get their money's worth, you know? Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're not being that mean. They're, they're cool. But then it's time for the speeches and the husband goes up and he gives a speech and blah, 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 blah. It's a drunken speech. And he's like, so uh, raise your glasses to blah, 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 blah. And yeah, that's right. 
boom, drops the mic. No. And it's like, he doesn't even like drop it. It's like, basically he like throws it <sighs> and it just like pops the whole sound system where everybody's like, dude, what was that? And I'm like, mic drop. What else? Dude. I'm like, I told you guys. It was like, I told you guys. Was it, what was the stage? It was concrete. It was, uh, this one was on the, like the wooden dance floor. It might, might've been concrete. It might've been on the sidewalk, but I don't know. Oh my God. And so when they were giving the speeches, I said, Hey, I told the singer, I said, when you give him this, when you give him the mic, you better tell him to not drop it. I said, these look like the type of people that will do it. No, you said it. Even. I straight up said it. <laughs> and I said, these look like, I said, I know when these kind of people do this thing. I said, I can tell it from a mile away. And I said, this is the kind of guy that would drop the mic. And sure enough, drop the mic so so bad that it like popped. Good thing he had a good system. But and then the guy that whose PA it was, he's such a nice guy that like he was just kind of like, whatever. But it, dude, he had a wireless like um, a wireless thing on the to plug in uh, like it's a what do you call it? Um, transmitter. Yeah, like a transmitter on it. The dude dropped the whole thing. Uh, it's the whole mic. And and so I, I was so mad. Like I was so mad like at the principle of it all that this is like I came home and I was just like my wife was like, Hey, how is the gig? And I was just like, I had to like sit in the chair and I was just like, like <laughs> I, I'm I was just like, dude, I, I just went on a I was like on a soapbox at like probably like eleven thirty at night, just like and then this stupid idiot like drops the mic, the principle of it all, like the fact that these people just treat our stuff like it's freaking like toys, you know, like it doesn't cost us any money. This is my, this isn't my stuff, but it's that guy's personal stuff. He spent his money on this. Yeah. And I'm like, and then this person, my wife's a lawyer. I don't care. Do whatever. Sue us. Doesn't care. And th I'm like, it makes me, they're forcing us to play outside in the rain. Could have it could have completely ruined our equipment. They drop our mic. I'm like these people have no accountability for anything that they do, <laughs> and I like cannot tell you how often this happens. <laughs> and and the thing that makes me so mad is they almost know that the musicians aren't going to do anything about it. Yeah. Well, what and like, was this Schmucky Metals? Yes. Do they? Don't they have like a no mic drop policy? It says it in the contract. It says it in the contract. Do not drop the mic. If you drop the mic, you will pay for it. They make them sign the contract. Yeah. This one entitled like freaking dude, like younger millennial dude, did it at one of the weddings, a cordless mic, gave his speech, and it, you know, as a total like high-end rich people wedding, this dude dropped the mic. He was the best man. And they they made they were like you guys have to pay for it, and he was like, I didn't sign anything, and he's like the bride and groom signed it, so they had to get the bride and groom involved, and they were like, you guys, somebody has to pay for this mic. This isn't your mic. You damaged it on purpose, willingly when you signed the contract. So whether your groomsman has to pay for it or whether you have to pay for it isn't our problem. Yeah. You guys should have to pay for it and you can just get the money from him. Uh -huh. And so they went round and round and round for a few weeks. And finally, the groomsman was like, okay, cool. We're willing to pay for it if a judge in a court tells us that we have to do that. So if you guys want your money, take us to small claims court and then we'll pay for it. That's so lame. And then the schmucky metals was like, 
So this is what kind of person you are. And he's like, yeah, that's what kind of person I am. And they ended up smoky metals ended up paying the musician for the mic and just said, called it a, a day. Yeah. That's just so lame, dude. So, so that's, so for me, I'm like, it is about the principle. It is not about the money for the mic. It's the principle of the matter. I said, if this was my band, this was my situation, or if I was in charge, I would tell the guy, do not drop this mic. And then if he did, party's over, folks. I'm packing up the whole band. Yeah. And if he wants to fight about it, be like, you either, I would say, you either pay me, I would go on Sweetwater and look at the mic and say, you either pay me for this mic right now in cash, go to the ATM, or I'm packing the whole band up and we're going home, party's over. Yeah. That's how serious I would take it. You just ruined the party for your whole people because you have no accountability. You just ruined it. So you can either pay for it, you know, since you think things, since you think it doesn't matter, you can pay for it or we go home. Yeah. And I mean everything, the PA, everything. You have no music, you have no mic, you have nothing to continue your wedding. Everybody's sitting in silence eating their dinner. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, mean, I think. <clears throat> yeah, because I mean, just w uh, dropping the mic, it's damages, it can damage the entire system. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not, he could have blown the, the speakers. Yeah. But or as I mean, people I that get, I get it though, like the company's looking out for the reputation and you know that's an interaction like that could cause, you know, that's, a this lot is of why it could be a lot of like internet like raging going on and you this know, is why though that, be, that, that doesn't matter. It. This is why though, like I don't own a company like Schmucky Metals because I would be like, oh, okay, cool. You want to go to small claims court? Okay, cool. Let's go and make them and then pay, then have them pay for damages, have them pay for for attorney fees, all of that stuff. And then it's like, this is going to cost you way more. If you don't think I got the money, like I got the money, let's go. Dude, you want to, you want to do this? I'm basing this on principle. I can't wait know? to make some contracts with drum brigade. Oh man. <laughs> well, whenever I do, I did, I did a, I, you know, sometimes I do weddings where I, I do, I provide the sound and um, yeah. the like, and I put it in there. Like I, I work with another company and I'm like, if they drop the mic, it's not even a question. I'm like, it's there. They will pay for it. That needs to be in the contract. And if they drop my mic, it's one thing. If it's an accident, it's another thing. If you're trying to be the baller and you think that's just what you do when you give a speech, like this is just a toy and it's worth, you know, 10 bucks. It's not, you're either paying for it right then and there. And the equipment gets shut down right then and there. And you will not get anything. You won't get your video. You won't get anything. It's all done. It's like that, like the, did you hear that story of like the photographer and, um, he was doing the photo photography for the wedding. And then they said, um, he was like, Hey, you know, it's part of my contract for a meal. And then they said, we don't, we didn't know that. And so they wouldn't give him a meal. And so he's like, okay, then you're not getting any of your pictures. And he deleted all their pictures for their wedding and he went home. Nice. I'm like, that's how these people need to be treated because they're just like, well, we didn't know. And then they're just like, what are you going to do about it? This is what I'm going to do about it. You're not going to have anything. You're not going to have any of your sound now because you did something stupid. Yeah. Something as simple as that. You could pay for it or you could not have any sound and you could ruin your whole wedding. Have fun <laughs> with that. There was another dude too that like I told, I was another night where I said, hey, you better watch your mic to the, to the singer, a different singer. And the same thing, 
it was one of the dads. The dad gave his thing and he, he was cracking all these jokes. And I said, you better watch your mic. And then as soon as he was done, raise your glasses and like blah, 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 blah. Here's to the couple. And then threw the mic up in the air and landed on the dance floor. What? And just boom, doo, like feedback, everything. And the singer was so mad. And he was just like, he was just shaking his head and just like fuming. And he, he couldn't even play. He was a guitar player. He couldn't even play. He had to like put his guitar down and walk out of the room. And I said, I was like, I'm with you. If you want to shut it down, let's shut it down. I'm like, I am down to shut it down and be like, thanks to your dad, you're ruined. Your, your wedding is ruined. Cough up 1500 bucks or whatever it is, or the wedding is done. Great speech. <laughs> yeah. Your speech just ruined the whole wedding. I hope you're happy. And then the dad, hey, man, I hope it's not broken, man. Let me know if it's broken. I'll pay for it. And it's like, no, it doesn't matter if it's broken because you could have just damaged stuff in there that can happen down the road. Yeah. You just put like years of wear and tear on my mic because you threw it. <laughs> Gosh, dude. <laughs> Nothing makes it. me more mad than that. I love it. It goes back to people banging my symbol as they walk by or touching my symbol. This is not yours. Stop touching it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like, so why good. do you think that you could just do whatever you want? Yeah. <sighs> it is funny, though, thinking about it. Like, in the grand scheme, you know, <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, being a surgeon? And the, the the coming the, when they come home from work and they had a rough day and they talk to their significant other and they're like, oh man, it was a rough day, you know. <laughs> I had someone straight up die, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're coming home to your wife, you're like, babe, we had a mic drop today. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even my mic. <laughs> it's not even your mic. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah that was funny uh, yeah, i mean like it's paramedics sucks. It's not are cool. like it's not cool paramedics are like saving people's lives and yeah. i'm just like this like, freaking idiot we're gonna mic drop <laughs> <laughs> it's a mic drop kind of day it's it still is a principle though phil it still is a principle we spend our money to do our job we spend it isn't like they provide the back line for us to play i wouldn't oh, yeah. care no, it's not we cool. spend our money on our equipment, and all they do is just demand that you keep playing in the rain, demand that you stay outside and play. They drop your equipment. We provide them with a mic to give a speech. Mm -hmm. Like, if we were not there and we didn't provide that toy mic that you think it is, you would not be able to give your speech. You guys should just get a, a mic drop mic that they can use Dude. with the system. Just like, you know, a Radio Shack really no. cheap like ten dollar mic and just be like this is your speech mic because it's still we shouldn't have to provide that my <laughs> my point is if you want to drop a mic then you provide the mic you bring your own mic that's, and you could do whatever you want with it that's an even better solution or you could just when it's speech time you could just wrap the microphone in bubble wrap <laughs> You know what, though? I do blame the people because they're so caught up in the moment. I blame the, the PA people because they're so caught up in the moment. They're like, and now we'd like to welcome the dad. And then the dad walks up and then they just like hand him the mic. Mm -hmm. like, Here you go, sir. And instead, before you hand him the mic, you say, hey, do not drop this mic. Okay. This is an expensive tool. I'm not going to hand this to you mm -hmm. if you're going to drop it. <laughs>
And then they're like, okay. And then if they do, I, like I would be like, hey, if you drop this mic, we pack everything up and we go away until you pay for it. You know, like make it clear. If it's not clear, then these fools don't know. And then they do it and they're like, hope, hope it's not broken. <laughs> these fools. Just be like, hey, if you want to drop the mic, we will go home. It's that simple. Do not drop the mic. If you do, we go home. Yeah. Give your speech now. Good luck. I mean, that's what I would say. I would I have no problem going up to them and handing them the mic and saying, hey, don't drop this. If you drop it, we go home. You're a beautiful you bride. It? Yeah. <laughs> have fun with your speech, Dumbo. Gosh. <laughs> you need to stop playing weddings for a bit, I think. I'm so over it. I'm telling you. Like, I'm so over it. Dude's mean mugging me. Dude. <sighs> so over this. For contrast, my gig last night was so fun. It was with um, Anthony, Anthony Collins. He's, yeah. if you don't know him, is that look the Fallbrook kid? They, yeah, he, he's like a child prodigy, absolute ripper on the guitar, just like phenomenal player. But he's, he writes his own music and sings and stuff. And his newer stuff is less in the blues vein and more in like kind of a soul vein. Nice. Anyway, he likes to get, he likes to get out there on gigs and like you know we'll we'll play sometimes a song will, will go on for like 10 minutes where we'll oh, wow. just take it all over the place especially during the solos um but it's just so fun it was scenic beautiful outdoors nice perfect weather um there's a percussionist ty who i love playing with nice and um you know just like having so much fun and and we're able to on one song we even did a, a metric modulation wow and, and and kept going like it was like getting to the point where it was like ah, should we should we close this one out and then and then we metrically modulated and then it just like Dang, dude. kept going and <laughs> you know after this Damn band scene, after this dude. super long song and then we stopped this is at a restaurant mind you and we, we stopped the song and everyone just like goes bananas with applause you know yeah not a single People are person into that no one asked us to turn down and we got frisky and super weird all night it yeah. was it was a great night people love jam band stuff man and that's all i have to say yeah. it wasn't i mean i don't think of it as a jam band it was like there we play songs where he solos a lot oh yeah okay. and we everybody gets turned soloing depending on the song nice but that's um, cool anyway well i'm glad you have fun phil i had a blast I'm not having fun right now i also played at the flower fields in carlsbad i've never oh, yeah, been there before cool. yeah beautiful place. beautiful place yeah i had yeah, a very cool. scenic weekend of gigs i um no mic drops I, no yeah that's good <laughs> my my gigs were it was uh yeah i played like a really low-key like i played a bar gig on wednesday it which was bar first time um seven grand okay i've played there before it's got First, a really weird little yeah performance stage. zone stage i use thing. the kick flip i use the kick flip with a floor tom kick drum perfect um I, you know i it's fine it's cool it is what it is but it's just not my thing like i'm just yeah it's, it's a weird spot i've played a bar in a long time and it was like very very low paying and like it was like a late night and so i was complaining more than i was like enjoying 
I enjoy yeah. playing with the musicians, but I just was having a hard time with like how late it is and how tired I am. The whole next day I'm wiped out. I feel like that like, place has a weird vibe. I don't know, at least the times I've played there, it just had a weird vibe too. There's a lot of musicians there and it was it was cool. It was just I would play there again. It's just like can't do that those kind of things i'm just burnt out on a lot of stuff you know but that's what it is yeah i'm 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 pretty much i'm pretty ready to go away for a little while and and play and in different places than wedding gigs i i'm just i'm burnt on weddings man yeah people are really making me mad i kind of went off on the not went off but I asked the bartender if I could, if I, I was having, like, I already brought my own like wine, but like the singer was really wanting a beer. And so I go, I was just going to order him a beer. I was like, Hey, can we grab a drink? And he's like, sure, man. Like, yeah, I'll make you anything you want. As long as it's not alcohol. I make a mean Shirley temple. What? I was like, I go, I like look him right in the eyes. I'm like, why would I ever want that? And he's like, well, we're just like technically not allowed to give you guys any alcohol. And I'm like, what? Wait, this is seven grand. No, no, no. Oh, this is a different spot. Okay. Different gig. Yeah, the wedding. And I was just like, why? What makes you think I want a Shirley? Do I look like I want a Shirley Temple? <laughs> He's like, well, I make a really good one. I'm like, I just like mid sentence start walking away. Like, I, I, I sound like I'm such a jerk, but like, I'm just like, people are dumb. People are really dumb. Dang. I say this all the time. Oh, was so. he sincere? Was he like, I actually make good Shirley Temples? He was definitely sincere. Oh, so you were a big jerk at him. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, like you're listen you're it's an open bar it's not like it's gonna be like it's gonna be like you know you have to do an inventory at the end of the night on who got what you're handing people drinks no one is gonna complain if you hand me a beer no one yeah well whoever organized the wedding probably specified well, they should jump off a bridge with some with the guy who drops mics dang Corey needs a break from weddings, all right? I need a break from weddings, yeah. <laughs> Not a vibrator. Stop dropping the mic. And I'm sorry if I don't remember you, all right? <laughs> My goodness. And I'm sorry if I don't remember <sighs> you. Oh, my gosh. It has been a good day, though, and it has been a good show. It show has. 130. Show 130. Um, I think that's going to be it for us for a while, Phil. Really? I mean, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because um, I, I have next week. We could possibly be, do a show next week, but I, I would rather not. Like, I kind of have to take some time to get my things, affairs in order before I leave. Like, you know, so we could do one, but I'm, I don't know. Well, let's see how this weekend goes with my gigs and see if I got any more soapboxes that I need to get on before I go. Yeah, let me know and if I have a day off. I might be having to do. I might have to do a Zoom wet a Zoom uh, meeting with you, and um, just get on a soapbox real quick. You know, tour soapbox <laughs> from a hotel. Yeah, I'm but down. If officially though, officially, I think this might be the, the the last show for a while. We're gonna be on break for a little while. Okay. So with that being said, um, thank you guys for being with us all these years. 130 episodes yeah thank you funky phil for listening to my stupid rants every day for every episode <laughs> um and um you know anything that you guys can uh if you guys want to support drum brigade in any way um or support phil or me 
um, please visit drumbrigade.com. Um, get some merch, t-shirts, all that stuff. We got a lot of cool stuff. Drumsticks. Um, drumsticks are going to be hard. Actually, I'm going to probably take the drumsticks off the website until I get back because my wife can't do any of this shipping or anything. And that's all in storage now. Mm. So, um, so yeah, so we'll not do that for right now, but anyways, support chops and coffee, support our lesson program. Um, uh, merch, all that stuff. Come see me on tour. I'll be on the East coast. Woo. Funky Phil with the Fallbrook kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Show one thirty, Drum Brigade podcast. Oh yeah. Stop talking to me. Gosh, this show is gonna go better than this. It's not funny. <laughs> this fool. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.